Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Another client asks you to squeeze them in just before Christmas. Nothing says Christmas like wondering how you're going to serve all of the clients and make the most of the Christmas rush, but without burning out your team or yourself. The pressure, of course, is to say yes to every single client. The pressure is real, but you only have so many in your team, so many chairs and so many hours in any given day. So what if I told you you could make the most of the Christmas rush without losing your mind? So I put together eight secrets to optimize your appointment book without overworking your team. And it's all part of the 12 steps to a stress-free Christmas. And I've made it available for you in the profitable and successful community salon owners group. So grab it. It's free. And I've put the link to the profitable and successful salon owners group in the show notes of the podcast. And you can grab it there. So a few weeks back, I went to Taupo. It's a great New Zealand holiday destination, and it was for my 13-year-old son's football tournament. We're a football family, and if you're a football mum or a football dad, then you probably know that it requires commitment. Weekends, evenings, holidays are overtaken by football. And we've been doing that for quite a few years now, But actually, it's so great, honestly. All the families now know each other really, really well. And the kids have basically grown up together on and off the field. And the whole thing has become really fun, very familiar. I've been to dozens of these tournaments now over the last few years. Every school holidays is there is a tournament. So I know what to expect. But what I wasn't expecting this time around was with this 13-year-old football tournament, and what it would teach me about business. And I know what you're thinking, Larissa, what the heck does football and business have in common? And as it turns out, quite a lot. And the reason, even though we've been to so many of these tournaments, this time, it was a little bit different. It was a different outcome for the boys. Now, for context, these boys are in the top team, and they've played together for years. They're in sync. And they have a strong strategy that they've practiced for years. And they win. But not this time. This year, the team has experienced some changes. It's a new level this year. Now that he's 13, he's joined the training development team. TDP, we call it. Basically, they've performed so well. So 97% of the team that he's grown up with made it into this top team. the The TDP team. Training development team. It's a big scoop for him for a young boy. But it has mean there's new boys, new positions, there's growth, and there's definitely change. So they weren't quite as comfortable as they usually were. They've gone up a whole grade. And a long story short, they tanked. It was super disappointing, as you can imagine. Not just for the boys, but also for the family. Like, we're used to celebrating wins. Well, I was devastated. I was angry. 
Actually, we were all angry because the coaches had made some changes without consulting the wider team, like us, the families. We're the wider team, aren't we? Aren't we part of the team? Shouldn't they have consulted us? Probably not. Anyway, we were feeling a little bit frustrated on behalf of the boys. Like if they just keep things the same as they'd been in the past, the winning formula, the same, if they'd kept it the same, then we would have won, wouldn't we? We wouldn't be feeling the sting of this loss. But isn't that just the thing about life? Things don't stay the same. We have these changes that come along and they derail us. They derail the usual. And especially in business, change comes and we have to pivot. And what we used to know that worked, what used to work, doesn't always work anymore, especially in circumstances of growth. Growth breaks things. And I got to thinking about this. This is a long car ride. I got a lot of thinking time and I realized it's a lot like running a business. So here are the five things that my son's football tournament can teach us about business. So number one lesson is that even winners don't win all of the time. Even the most elite teams, international teams, they have their off season. Um, even the All Blacks don't win every time. And do you know what? It's the same for business. It made me think of that image. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll post it with this uh with this podcast i'm sure you've seen it it's the one on one side is a straight line pointing up into the sky and it's what people think success looks like it's a straight line from a to b straight up but on the other side it's what business really look like looks like and it's a big squiggly messy jumbled up piece of string that goes ups and down loops around around and sideways it's still in an upwards direction, but not without a bunch of ups and downs and sideways and backways and all the things. Look, basically, success is not a straight line. It's full of ups and downs, peaks and troughs. And actually, I think that's actually a really important part of the formula for growth because our biggest letdowns can be our biggest lessons and we need those lessons to grow. And so when a sell-on business really starts to take off, it's a little bit like a staircase. You go up, and then it goes flat, and then you go up, and then it goes goes flat. And in that flat is when things, if you have a massive amount of growth and you go up, things have to level out because growth breaks things. What worked before doesn't work anymore and things need to change. You need a little bit of time to work out the new way of doing things. Just like the boys in football, they're a new team, there's a new level of competition, and they need to rework out how they're going to get back into the winning formula. Now, this happens in a sell-on business too. When you're somewhere between two and four in your team, you can get away with what I call hallway management, where you can connect with everybody closely. It's really easy to stay to con together as a connected team. Um, but as the business grows, it's no longer sustainable to do hallway management. And when growth happens, things need to change. And a new level or a new strategy of human management needs to be put into place. Now, I remember when I had a team of 27 and we we grew and we employed three new people and we had a team of 30. And at 27, everything worked. Everything was humming along. And when we grew to 30, everything changed and it just broke. And we had to relearn how to do things as a team of 30. It doesn't sound much, doesn't sound significant, but it was enough. It was the final 
straw that broke the camel's back. So breaks often happen somewhere in the four to six in your team. Things break when you go beyond six. I think things break again around the 14, 15 people in the team. Things break and things broke between 27 and 30. And I think so often people think that winning is the formula for success, but winning doesn't mean growing. And when the boys experience a significant loss after so many wins, back-to-back -back wins, they actually learned so much more than from all the times they had won. There's more you can learn from your failures. There's more you can learn from your failures than you can from your wins. So just because you're winning doesn't mean you're growing. And just because and just because your salon is doing well, you're busy, your clients are coming in, your staff are happy. That's great. I love that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're growing because what got you here won't always get you there and growth breaks things. And that's why often when we experience a fail, it's actually growth. It's an important part of the journey to success. And like we told the boys, it's all part of the process and getting better. It's part of the journey. It's not a fail. It's a phase. And often when this happens, it's tempting to look outward, to look for the silver bullet, the one new shiny solution that will fix all of the problems. Maybe we need to bring in Lionel Messi <laughs> into the team. Maybe we need one, what is the one thing that's going to fix all of my problems? But what we actually need to do is to strip things back to the basics, realign ourselves with our purpose and our goals and focus on what we already know that works. Too easily and too early, we often throw out the baby with the bathwater in an attempt to solve our new set of problems. The fundamentals of our business is what we need to stay consistent. Because shiny things are great. New shiny objects are great. I love a good shiny object. Something that's interesting, something that's dynamic, and that's going to spark my interest. I'm the first person to jump on new ideas, strategies, new technologies, and applications. But sometimes shiny things can also blind you from the parts of your business that actually need love and consistent attention. So have you ever had the experience where you've had a fabulous idea or you suddenly find a solution to a problem that's been mulling, mulling over in your mind? And then you realize, hang on a minute, we used to do that thing. Why did we stop doing the thing? Where is the thing? And if you have, don't worry, me too. So we have to hold on to the things that actually made us successful in the first place. Back to basics. Now, I actually call those back to basics, the foundational things, the everyday things that hold up the infrastructure of the business. I call them babies. And we call them babies because they need constant attention. They need to be fed. They need to be watered and then tucked into and rocked into bed and tucked into bed. And if they don't get food and water and sleep, they cry and they fall apart. And if they cry, they take an age to get back to sleep. If you're if you're a mom or a dad, you know that a crying baby that wakes in the middle of the night, it's hard to put back to bed. So our jobs as owners is to keep our babies fed, tucked into bed and fast asleep so they don't wake up screaming. And this is often the boring part of business. Same shit, different day. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode 
in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. So it's really easy when the baby cries or we've had some growth and the baby wakes up because it's the circumstances and the environment has changed. The baby wakes up and it starts to cry. It's often why we chase shiny new things and we can end up neglecting our babies. And that's when our business really starts to come apart. So our role as the salon CEO or the football coach, since we're kind of talking about tournaments here, is to manage the babies and adjust as we as we break things, as we grow, because we break as we grow, and manage the juggle between the new and the old. Not to throw out the baby with the bathwater in your attempt to solve this constantly arising problem, because growth breaks things. And it's not a fail, it's a phase. And what got you here won't get you there. But you must balance keeping your babies alive while adjusting strategies for each new phase and stage of the business growth. I hope that makes sense. I love to talk about a good baby. All right. What was the second lesson that the tournament taught me? And that was about the value of perspective. And the one thing that this loss gave our boys, well, all of us, the wider team, that's including the parents, was a lot of perspective. And we had the opportunity to look at things from a completely different angle. And just like that, everything changed and it was very revealing eye-opening and it was so valuable and we'd never got this insight if we if we had won and of course this got me thinking about business and the need for perspective because when you're in the thick of it in the middle of the tournament and when you're on a winning streak or whether you're on or whether you're soaking in a loss it can be really hard to look past what's happening right now and even harder to see your business from any other perspective than the one that you're currently indulged in right inside of our own goldfish bowl and when we're inside the goldfish bowl it's really hard to see life from outside the goldfish bowl i've experienced this multiple times in my life for sure and in my business journey both when i owned a salon and also now with salon owners collective what happens is if something breaks, maybe somebody quits or sales tank or someone significant leaves the business, maybe COVID comes along and shuts everything down. But if you take a step back and you take some space, I like to call it white space, when you are able to get a much clearer picture 
of what's going on. And in my experience, the best ideas come from white space. And this gives much clarity on what needs to be done in the business. And white space comes in all sorts of different forms. Maybe it's a holiday. Maybe it's a night out with some girlfriends. Maybe it's simply your daily ritual that you just need to do for you. Go to the gym, go for a walk, get your nails done. Whatever it looks like for you, essentially, it's about taking some time away from the chaos. Step outside the goldfish bowl and give your mind a chance to catch up process what's going on get away from the chaos and distractions creating business and noise being busy constantly needing to be doing and achieving or the opposite watching Netflix and not thinking doesn't give us the space to process all of the things that are happening and white space gives us a chance to say okay what's actually going on here so that we can recognize the priorities and amongst all of the noise and if you ever find your best ideas or you find the solution to some of the problems happen in the shower, maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and you're thinking about it and you can solve the problem then or best of all, on holiday. I find when we go on holiday, about day three or four, I start to solve all of the problems. Day one, two, day one and two, my brain is still with work. Let's face it, I'm, you know, I was a rush to pack things up before I went away. And about day three or four, I had to get a little bit of distance and I start to solve the problems. And about day five or six, I'm able to kind of wrap those things up and truly be on holiday. <laughs> so let's make sure we have a holiday more than six days. So we can start to solve the problems of our current world in about day three or four before we properly go into holiday mode. So is this you? Are you creating enough white space in your life? Sometimes you need to stay away from, step away from the madness and discover and get clear on the things that you need to do. Like maybe you need to recruit. Maybe you need to have more one-on-ones and stay connected to your people. Maybe you need to hire another girl to take a place from somebody who's just left. Maybe you need to change your social media strategy, whatever it is. I know for me, I usually solve these questions while I'm vacuuming. <laughs> or we discover actually, Whatever it is that's plaguing us, keeping us up at night, doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things. What really matters is what's always mattered, your purpose, your vision, and the reason that you get up every morning to do what you do. And what do I actually need to do to stay true to my purpose and keep revising and reliving the vision? Create space and gain perspective. So in the scheme of things, the boys losing the tournament really means nothing in the journey of life and whether or not they'll make professional footballers as much as it was disappointing on the day. They'll go on to win other tournaments. They'll go on to we'll go on to recruit other people. We'll get over COVID and life will carry on. We've proven that. The moral of the lesson here is create white space. Get away from the business often. Walk more. Clean the house more. Watch less Netflix and take bloody holidays. Good holidays are good for your business. Perspective is everything. Actually, often the thing you really need to do to stay on path and keep going is community. And lesson number three was community, crew equals confidence. And so that brings me to the third lesson I discovered at my son's football tournament. Community and crew equals confidence. So these boys, they fill me with so much pride, the way that they respect each other, they support and celebrate each other, regardless of the outcome. 
was quite heartwarming actually and inspiring to me to see them cheering for each other. They gave each other high fives. There were hugs even in the face of such devastating losses uh, and unexpected losses, I guess. Do you know what? They actually stuck together. And it's an ethos that extends to our wider team and families, in fact, that put their lives on pause to facilitate these tournaments and show up for the boys. We've always rallied around each other through the wins, supporting each other through family tragedies, challenges, or simply ride sharing the boys to practice. And now we were rallying through the losses as well. And as I witnessed the boys consoling each other through these losses, I realized the strength of their crew, the relationships in the community that they've formed, and that we had formed as the wider team and family that had given them the confidence that they were going to need to get through this loss. Business is the same. You need the right people around you through the wins, through the fails and phases. And a closer team is a more confident team. And a confident team is a strong team. And I think the way that we get that is through trust and transparency. So if you share what's happening in the business, the good and the bad, with your team, that transparency actually builds trust. And trust for your team that you've got a plan in place and that things will get better or that things are going as planned or that you know the plan how to get out of the tricky situations and that trust for yourself that your team are backing you. And so it works hand in hand. If you give trust to them enough and transparency that you can share with them, they'll have your back, actually. I think too many owners fear that if I let my team in, that they will be against me, but my experience is the opposite. They will have more confidence in you and that you're invested in the outcomes of this business and they will join you in that investment and you can all work towards a common goal and outcome. And at the end of the day, your team is actually your most important asset when it comes to running and growing your salon. So there are three pillars to building a million-dollar salon in Salon Mastery. And your team is one of those pillars. So of course, we need to do a lot of work around building team, how to recruit, how to train and retain a great team. But of course, community goes beyond your team. Your wider community is your support system. Whether that's family or friends, I really think you need three. There are three pillars to a support system. One is your peers, someone who's in the trenches with you at the same stage and phase of business as you. You need a network, a group of people who are a step ahead of you so you have a pathway on which way to go and which way to turn. And you also need a coach or a mentor, someone who has been where you want to be and can light the path for you, someone who understands what you're up against. And so it's important to have these people close in your world to get the right help from the right people when you need it. Here at Salon Owners Collective, we work hard to create camaraderie and support whether it's in my free profitable and successful salon owners group or the momentum program which is for smaller salons or newer salons to really get into growth momentum or salon mastery for those who want a little bit more coaching and support and help growing a team growing systems and processes so as a business owner you can really truly step into your role as a true salon ceo and when being a salon owner any one of these groups or if a salon owner asks a question or reaches out for some advice and a bunch of other salon owners from all around the world, which is really great, rally around offering solutions, ideas, support, 
I feel like it's super special. So if you haven't already and you want to join any of these groups, you can find the link to all three of these in the show notes of this episode. And it's an amazing network of salon owners, industry professionals at whatever level of support that you need, sharing skills, expertise, and ultimately passion for the industry. Like, I honestly love it. You can't and you don't need to do this alone. This tournament taught me five things. And number four was progress over pro progression. This is such an important one, I think, for team members and for salon owners at all levels of, of business. Progress over perfection. Now, the thing about the boys losing the tournament is that while it was unexpected and obviously gutting, the other teams, they actually deserved to win. They didn't just play the usual game. And while it was unlike them, the fact remains that they were not playing at their best. But not once did I see the boys react negatively towards each other. Not once did the parents shout, get it together, boys. Come on, you can do better than this. No, they didn't. Even though they were playing less than perfectly, the feedback stayed super positive. And you might think, well, of course, this is a kid's football tournament. <laughs> but let me tell you, I've seen some really negative reactions from some of the other teams, parents, coaches, even kids in these types of tournaments. And when things aren't going the way that they want, I've seen ear pulling on the sidelines. I've heard cursing and name calling, not just from the kids. Like I'm talking about coaches and parents. It gave a new meaning to, to the word sore losers, right? And I guess it's quite shocking to me if there's one thing that I know to be true as a leader is the way that you behave is the example that you'll set. You lead by example and your team will follow. And if you lead with negativity, then that's what you're going to get from your team and that's what they're going to give to your clients. But when our boys were losing, there was nothing but re positive reinforcement. We cheered them on. We celebrated just being in it. And they played well. We screamed from the sidelines and we celebrated the wins, no matter how small. Not like a winning of the game, just the winning of a kick. So when the boys came off, even though they didn't play their best game, even though they lost, they still felt a sense of pride and achievement from giving their best go. And I believe this is the energy and the perspective that we should be taking into our business with our team and with ourselves because we won't always be winning. But as long as we keep showing up, we'll keep growing. And that is something to be celebrated every single day. Lastly, and by no means least, this one gets me a little bit emotional, actually. The tournament reinforcing something that I know, but I need to keep remembering, and that's the important of future. You see, next year, the boys move on from this team. They're kind of going to break up. They'll be split up from one another into various different teams. And in so many ways, this tournament marked an end of an era and you could tell the boys were a little bit unsettled I actually think it was the parents that were unsettled <laughs> not knowing what would happen because naturally like all humans we crave the security of knowing what's next and it made me think yep managing a team and the need for your team to have a sense of belonging for the now but also to see themselves in the future that you have planned for your business and for them because employees your team will leave when they can't see any future with you. And that's a fact. Something I've experienced again and again as a business owner, as a boss, and I teach this in the Salon Mastery Program, is that there are three types of employees. 
that you will have at any given time. And number one, I call the visitor. And it feels like they just come and they go. And before they've even had a chance to hang their hat, they stay for two weeks, maybe six months. And one day you're showing them around the salon and the next you can hardly remember that they were even there. It is not the quite the right fit, whether it's culturally or professionally. And if you're lucky, they'll work that out first and they'll leave for themselves. They'll leave promptly. It's a little bit annoying. Yes, you've just recruited them. But I think ultimately it's always the right outcome for all in the end. Number two is the transient. This is the employee that stays with you a year or two, maybe three at best, uh, a fairly short stint. They integrate into the team and they learn all the systems and the processes, but they do their part and they move on. They're looking for the next shiny object and the next best thing to be part of. This is not always a fail. Like this is part of business and your business needs to withstand to those that come and go. But number three is the lifer. These are the ones that stay with you long-term. Now, long-term may be five years, but it also may be 15 years. And it's a reasonable amount of time. And we love to have these people in our camp. They're deeply connected to your vision and the direction of the salon. Maybe they go away and they have babies, but they come right on back. They just fit, you know, like they're part of the furniture. They start to build and become part of the culture. And things wouldn't be the same if they left. I reckon... About one in three to four has the potential to stay the course and become a lifer. Even the transient has an opportunity to become a long-termer. So the question is, how do we turn more transient people into lifers? So your goal is to ensure over time that they continue to see their future really clearly inside of your business. Our goal then as the business owner is to continuously see their future, show them their future and intrinsically build their future alongside yours. So we need to communicate. What does the future look like here at your salon brand? What is the culture by definition and by intention? What is the vision and the mission that we are all here for? The future of the salon and the future of them. So they've got something to work towards. How do they progress inside of your business? How do you weave their career progression plan? How do they earn more? How do they progress within the team? How do they get more responsibility, do better work, have better clients, improved rosters, better lifestyles while improving their income? So ultimately, their lifestyle can improve over time. But... You also have to recognize that human beings have an innate need to grow. And while, yes, they also need to have security, certainty, familiarity and routine, we also need variety and progression. <laughs> here is the challenge for you, dear Salon CEO. So here you go. These are the five things that my 13-year-old's football tournament can teach us about business. Who knew? <laughs> Never ceases to amaze me how life and business are kind of intrinsically linked right and the clarity that you can find when you take a little bit of white space like whether it's a football tournament or whether it's on the shores of Bali which I'm overdue a trip to Bali I feel however however the white space finds you make sure you take it I actually think your business depends on it so let's recap those five things number one even winners don't win all the time just like business, we experience peaks and troughs along the way to our destination. Success is not the straight line. And there is often more to be gained from the losses than the wins. Keep this in mind when you're in the thick of a challenging time in business, because this too shall pass. 
because it's not a fail, it's a phase. Number two, the power of white space gives you perspective to give us the clarity we need to reconnect with our why and carry on towards our goal. Number three, community and crew build confidence. A united team made of the right people can be the difference between success in a business and maybe not so much success in business. It will certainly be the difference between a good business and a great business for sure. Number four was progress over perfection. Celebrate the wins always. Lead with positivity because your team are watching you and they're taking notes. Every day that you show up, whether you're winning or you're losing, whether you earn or you learn is progress. That's something to celebrate. Last but not least, future. Always be looking towards the future and communicating the future with your team. This is how you build a strong, united team built on trust, transparency, and acknowledging people's human needs. People leave when they run out of future with you. And that's a wrap. Five business lessons brought to you by my 13-year-old son's football tournament. And hey, if you ever want to delve deeper into any of these things, like really shine a light on the foundations of your business, then please reach out. Let's chat. You'll find the link in the show notes uh, of this episode. And I'd love to hear about your salon, your salon's goals. And maybe the Salon Mastery Program or Momentum Program would be the right fit for you, a mentor, a community of support. And remember, nothing says Christmas like wondering how you're going to serve your clients, make the most of the Christmas rush without burning out your team or yourself. And the pressure to say yes to every single request, I know it's real, I've been there, but you only have so many people in your team, so many chairs and so many hours. So how do we make the most of the Christmas rush without losing our minds? So I put together eight secrets to optimize your appointment book without overworking your team and it's all part of the 12 steps to a stress-free Christmas and I've made it available this year in the profitable and successful salon owners group so grab it it's free by the way and I've put the link in the show notes of this episode so you can come and jump and join us in that group okay gonna love you and leave you but I'll see you same time same place next week on the podcast ciao for now Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.